now time for Season 3 of the Boomtown Pod, your home for all combat sports. Breaking down everything from the UFC, Bellator, and PFL all the way to boxing, this is your home for everything combat. Join your hosts, Andrew Kahn and Cole Smith, as they break down all the latest news, signings, and fight cards so you never miss a beat. This podcast sponsored by RKP Roofing in Regina. For all your roofing requirements, reach out to Randall and the crew for the ultimate roof and home experience. 306-580-9849. This podcast sponsored by FKN Beer. The funniest beer out there without a doubt. Delicious FKN Ale and now the brand new Boom Lagers in store now. Grab yours off the shelf today and enjoy the best Canadian beer. Show the world your hustle with premium quality Rest One Dead apparel. Designed for an aesthetic look. Visit them today at restonedead.ca. Sandman Boxing System and Blue Collar Media Group. Partners and sponsors since day one. Now here's your host Sandra Kahn and Cole Smith. Season 3 is live now. I'm riding solo today. I hate to disappoint you guys. Cole is actually, this is so cool. So last, a couple weeks ago, as you heard on the podcast, my co-host, Cole Smith, is actually expecting a baby very, very soon. So him and his wife are actually at uh, maternity classes, which is very, very cool. And I wish he was here. But nonetheless, we know he's doing great things with his wife. So shout out to those two. This is, of course, the Boomtown Pod, your home for all things combat sports. This one's a fun one today. I got a special guest that's going to be joining us very, very shortly. Of course, I'm your host, Andrew Khan. You can find us on all of our socials at the Boomtown Pod. Thank you so much, everybody, that gives us love every single week. Uh, we've got some great stuff to recap. UFC 285 just happened this weekend. That card was kind of bananas. John Jones is the goddamn man, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, there's really no holes in that guy's game. We'll get into all that stuff, and of course, we're going to recap of the, the boxing fight that everybody's been talking about forever, and I'm sure you don't need any introduction with Fury and Paul, so we'll get into that coming up very, very soon, but of course, this sponsorship or this episode doesn't happen without our great sponsors at FKN Ale. Check them out right there. The FKN Boom Logger, perfect with the Boomtown Pod. Just saying, it works out perfectly. It's a great relationship that we have with them. Kirk and the crew are um, just t- texted me today and told me that we got some giveaways that we're going to be doing with you guys live. So cannot wait for that. Of course, uh, they've been great this season so far. RKP Roofing, for all your home needs, you just saw the advertisement. Make sure to call that number. Randall and the crew are literally the best in Saskatchewan at what they do. Blue Collar Media Group, Rest When Dead Apparel. Of course, those guys out in Moose Jaw doing just huge things. I just saw Aaron wrapped his vehicle. This is the dedication this man has. He dedicated an entire portion of his car to his apparel site. So restwindead.ca, check them out. You do not want to miss out on some great stuff. Now, what I said to you, I am confirming, we do have a very special guest that is joining me right now. And I'm going to do my best Don Andrews, and I'm going to introduce her into the the FKN Boomtown ring, and it's Alana, the Alanimal Cook. How you doing, girl? Hey, I'm great, man. How are you? I mean, that might be the best uh, in-ring announcing you're ever going to get from me. Oh, top-notch, right? You know, it's hell of an intro from here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been. It's, it's been months. It's Whoa. been months. Yeah, man. It's been a long one. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, no, the last time, for people that may not know, you have obviously been on the two fight cards that I have done commentary for with Palace Athena Women's Fighting Championship. And uh, the first one, you got the dub. Let's let's talk about that night and how special that was for you. Yeah, that's 
Oh man. So, um, right before that, I was supposed to have an amateur fight in November and that fell through. And my coach had told me like, you know, like, Alana, like, I think we got this offer for you to go pro if you want it. And I had to do a lot of soul searching and think like, you know, if, am I ready for this? And is this something, you know, can I hang? And yeah, we took, we took the fight and then finding out about the opponents, you know, we're like, okay, golden gloves, boxer, wrestling medals, ranked higher than me in jujitsu. Uh, we were like, all right, this, this is pretty daunting. Um, but, uh, both my coaches, so they, they talk to each other. So my coaches are Sean Albrecht, who is, uh, he taught Jeremy Kenny how to wall wrestle. You know, we just saw like that is what that was on display. So that's the pedigree of coach that Sean is. And then I have Dayon Kajic, who is one of the best strikers in Canada. Uh, yeah. So they, they talked to me and they're like, you know what, Alana, we've talked about it. And we, we think you can win this because you've got a very ugly style. And I was like, Oh, like, thanks. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 it's good. Though. They're like, you know how to brawl. And like, you know, she's, she's very polished. We've watched, but we think that if you get in there, and you do your thing and you get, if you get grimy and you grind up, we think you can, you can get this win. And uh, yeah, I did, you know, we got in there and everything just felt, you know, felt electric. It just felt like I was an on autopilot almost and taking her down and, um, you know, choking her out and then feeling like the ref, like, touch oh yeah, it was just, it was an incredible feeling a hundred percent followed by the vicious scream that I have ever heard from somebody winning a fight, by the way. <laughs> Pretty impressive. I mean, and you're right, for all account purposes, the one thing that I had got when I was talking to the PAWFC management about that fight was that there was nobody that wanted to take her on because of her elite golden glove boxing. And even when we were getting into, you know, fight breakdowns and, and starting to look at the matchups, I was like, wow, this is this is a daunting task for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you and, um, and it was my first time cutting to uh 135. Oh, I've got a bone to pick with you too. Oh, okay, let's go. Right, <laughs> so let's fire I was it up. watching the I laugh because uh I hear in the background, you know, like, oh Cook's got a clear size advantage. And I was like, we were fucking the same weight yesterday. Like what? I just laughed at it. I know, I just I laughed at it. And then uh, my next fight, like the same the announcer said the same thing. Oh well. We can see Cooks really got the size on this one. I'm thinking, like, I'm not that big, you guys. Like, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. But the way that you wrestle and the way that you dominated against the cage was that you were the bigger fighter, right? Like, the more intimidating presence. I don't think she was ready. I think she expected fully for you to be a stand and brawl type style. And the second that you put her against that cage, you could see the discomfort right away. Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know, like my, 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 um, my beginning really was Muay Thai. Right. So right. I think everyone's kind of expecting that, you know, that standing right in front of you, the, oh, hey, like the, the kicks and the punches. And I do have that in my back pocket, but working with Sean, he's like, you know, like Alana, like you're, you're physically very strong, you're fast and you're, you're relentless, you know, like I've got a, I'm very ruthless when I'm, when I'm fighting, you know, I'm very one track minding. I'm, I'm going to get you down. And my talk control is is just on another level. So I've, I've really got that kind of that old school, like Randy Couture kind of style. You know, I'm, I'm just going to grab you and I'm going to throw you down. If I get on top of you, I'm not getting off. So It doesn't have to be yeah. great to get the dub, right? <laughs> exactly, no. right? And I, um, before my last uh, fight, you know, I was fighting Rhea Demers. And uh, you right. know, I just, I said, you know what? We're both beautiful women, but let's get ugly. God, I love that statement. That's a good one. Um, we were talking about it a little bit before we got on the podcast. Now, during that event, this is really cool because a lot of the times organizations don't really have like big star power draws that come to these events. 
But I mean, for your first event, you're competing in front of Chris Cyborg, a four-time champion in four different, you know, sections of the world when it comes to the fight game. And then you've got Sarah Kaufman, and we we're talking about it. You're looking at the poster, and the poster's actually in front of me. It's like you're right beside Sarah Kaufman. Like, what does that mean for you as a fighter? Absolutely. It was so surreal. So um, I moved around a lot in my 20s, and for a period of time, I was living in Victoria. So I remember this was when I was still kind of doing more martial arts for fun and for fitness. I hadn't really competed yet. And um, Sarah Kaufman was the, the instructor there. And I remember just that's when really she was competing and in, in the UFC. And I just thought like, man, like that would be so cool to be like at that level one day. And then, you know, I'm, I'm ready to go pro and there I am on the poster right beside her. So that was, that was a really, really cool moment for me. Um, and then, you know, getting to be at the event and meeting people like Felicia Spencer and Cyborg, <laughs> she's actually, uh, it was, it was funny. I'm like, oh, she's like not as big as she looks like she's very, right, right. yeah. And she's all right. And like, she's a little smaller in person and she was just so elegant and just like very, very friendly and, um, yeah, Posse did, it was a beautiful job for my, for my first pro fight. I, I couldn't have picked a better experience. Yeah. That, that whole weekend, even for myself, like my, as much as it was your first experience, my first experience ringside commentary. So I was like, what the hell to expect. Right. And it was just like, you go in there and I've been covering this for a long time and you get to meet all these fighters that are big names. Like you said, Felicia Spencer, I mean, for Canada wise, I mean, she was the number one contender to fight Amanda Nunes. Like that's no, and she pushed all five Amanda, rounds. Went right? all five she rounds pushed her, Amanda right? to, to a brink. Like, I mean, there was times where she looked unbelievable. So it's just so cool to meet these people because we watch them. We know they're killers inside there. And then like even Cyborg, you know, she's had this like, nostalgia about her for years and then you meet her and you're like you are nothing from what i expected you to be at all absolutely yeah she was very gracious i was like you know can i have a moment of your time take a photo and of course you know like just oh, so yeah. yeah it's just so like you know really just taking that time and i yeah and even um so for posse too right um unfortunately like due to injury i was able to compete but uh my friend sierra was fighting so i got to come along and help coach her and that was my first time on the other side of the ring. And I, I don't know what's more stressful, man. Like being in it. <laughs> I think it I might be because... <laughs> it's funny because I could tell your corner, your corner work. I was like, yo, <laughs> it's stressing. And you've got, of course, you've got Curtis with you as well. Um, and he's just so like into it. Right. And he's just such a fight creature. And I love that man. One he's of the best so welterweights on planet earth. And he's just like sitting there and he's, I could see how stressed you were. And I was like, you know, if she never, you know, Dawn's out as a fighter. She's going to be a hell of a coach. Well, I remember like when I, when I got in the cage for the first time and um, my Dayon wasn't able to make it for the fight. So my partner Keenan, he stepped in and I remember getting in the ring and I looked at him and he was so stressed out that I was like, <laughs> look how stressed out he is. And that almost made, that made me less stressed. So he was like a, like a vessel for my stress. And then when uh, Sierra was fighting and I was on the other side and I was just yelling at her, right? Like, breathe, Sierra, breathe. And, uh, one of the medics was like, does, does someone need to tell you to breathe? <laughs> yes, I think so. <laughs> Matt, and you could tell that she's been training with you or had worked with you. Like just her ground style was almost, it, it was like watching you in that first fight. And and she did so well. Sierra McRae, by the way, just a great up and coming fighter. Um, big things are going to happen with that girl. I just, mm -hmm. from what I saw her ring movement, she was so good. And again, having the camp and, and the people that were with her in her corner, you could just tell the difference that made for her confidence wise, because you were even at the weigh-ins, you were just like that beaming spirit for her. So 
don't stop doing that. Be an amazing coach. You know, we have a lot of fun together. And that's the thing, you know, people, you got to take the sport seriously, but I try not to take myself too seriously. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can really tell when you go into that room and there's people there who are, yeah, they got their game face on, but they're, they're not taking the time to appreciate the moment. And like, think right. about like, I'm, I'm laughing my ass off, you know, like with my coaches and we're, we're having fun and I'm feeling the energy. Cause like, what do you, it's, you know, like laugh or cry. Right. You know, we, you got to enjoy it while you're there. And I think that um, organizers had mentioned that. So like, we really like you guys cause you have a really good energy about you and yeah, like that's the way we do it. Like we train hard, but we, but we have fun when we do it and yeah. <laughs> no, it was a ton of fun. And again, that experience, just having those presents and, and you guys and, the, even just the fighters, like I said, from different organizations that were there. I mean, we talked about it ever so briefly on the on the second card. Like we said, Curtis was there. Um, Ashley Jackson, the man, by the way. We just we love that guy. Uh, also, you think about it, like Hakeem Daudu was there, which is insane. I mean, just a, a great up-and-coming Canadian talent. Felicia Spencer's there. Chris is there. It just means so much for an organization to be like that. So it's cool to hear from your guys' perspective how much it actually meant for them to be at that event and even just meet meeting women from other countries right so and just hearing about how the experience is different i i was in the i was in the room with lexi rook yep and you know i was talking to her and like oh she's she's so professional and i'm like oh you know like she's so cool she's i know I was like, how many fights have you had and she's like when you were an amateur and she's like oh 12 and i and just about passed out I'm like you've had 12 amateur fights as a girl like it, it is so hard man in like BC, like that, that is one of the reasons I went pro is because there is such a lack of amateur girls who are bantamweight and up. So I was like, man, that's so awesome. You've had that chance to really get all that experience in, but um, yeah, so it's, it's cool to see that. Well, this is very cool. Not usually does this happen on the show where I get guests that kind of chime in, but the owner from PAWFC has just chimed in and said, what about the winter and fighting Melissa Croden? Would you take that fight? I would be interested in taking that fight. Um, so I know Melissa and my, our names have been kind of put together for a little while. And like myself, like I still wanted a bit more experience. But yeah, if it goes well with Jackie, that's that's my focus right now. But uh, yeah, let's see what happens. I know she's fighting for the LFA title right now. But I think that would be a great fight. Be a lot of fun. Damn, breaking stuff that happens here. This is kind of cool. I like that you have that interactive platform, but we're talking about camp preparations. We can't look too far into the future, but camp preparations right now for BFL 76. It's a big event for you. You're going to be taking on, of course, Jackie McLean. We'll get into that a bit, but how's camp and preparations been this time around for you? Maybe different than PAWFC. Yeah. Um, well, man, Pete, that was, that was the camp that tested me, man. Cause that was when we were in the thick of COVID and, Right, you know, I'm getting right. ready. All of a sudden, not only is like the weather in BC, we barely ever get snow, but that was a Lucky. year when it was just snowing and then all the gyms closed. So oh, it was right. So like I was out, you know, like at the track and, you know, with like a little line in the snow trying to run, like I'm working out in the snow. I'm in like, it's like a movie, right? And it's straight up a Rocky scene. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There's something mean my partner had like a funny video where he's like throwing snowballs at me and I'm like, slipping snowballs like <laughs> just do whatever you can to have fun with it right it's like you know like laugh or cry right like I always try to make the exactly. best of things so um this camp this time around oh you know like um I don't think it's a secret I had surgery last summer so right this is my first this is my first fight back in a while and I'm really grateful 
Uh, so like, I know sometimes in camp, you know, you're just dead and you think like, oh God, like, I don't even want to be doing this right now. And I remember when I was recovering from surgery, all I could think was I would just love to be dying in camp right now. And so, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so now like right now, yeah, it is, it's really cool. Like I've, and I got a lot of chance to work on my mental game. Um, so like I'm working with a sports psychologist this time around, um, like, you know, doing lots of Cairo, doing lots of stretching, cool. um, working with a really high level strength conditioning trainer. Like you can see my traps from space right now, man. Like I feel ripped. I feel you good. And yeah, like Sean and Dayon work together really well. The team's all here and we've got, um, we've got a really strong, uh, Cole Smith, you know, UFC veteran from Squamish has been, yes. Um, getting a lot of us in the Vancouver area together to do, uh, we call it Team BC MMA training. So I'm working like, I'm working with, uh, you know, I'm working with Taylor Christopher. I'm working with Mitch Trezella. I'm working with Naveed. I'm working with all those guys who are fighting and it's, right. it's a really, and Josh, and it's a really cool team atmosphere. And we're all, we're all going to do this together and do it for, do it for Team BC. That's such a cool experience. And I mean, you are not wrong, by the way, with the trap game. You posted the photo today at, at the gym, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, this, girl's, this girl's coming in, and I feel bad for Jackie because this is this is the unbelievable version of you, by the way. I feel uh, – I've got a really, really good nutritionist too, so he's uh, he gets me there. You know, sometimes I step on the scale, and it's like, ooh, but <laughs> he helps calm me down, you know, and – I honestly don't cut that much weight. I really don't. Um, yeah. And I, I just, you know, I, I carry it well. I'm a pretty strong chick and uh, yeah, I feel really good at 135. Well, we're very, very excited for BFL 76 only coming up in a couple of weeks time. Again, taking on Jackie McLean. Now you've now got the chance to see her live twice. Obviously, on the first card, she was a part of with you guys as well, getting a win. And then of course, on her most recent one uh, at PAWFC two, she also got the win. So, uh, what do you see in her as an opponent? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And uh, Jackie is, you know, she's a she does the same thing every fight. She comes in, she's, you know, like she's striking a bit, she's clinching, she's getting them against the cage, she's taking them down, and she's ground and pound, or she's choking them out. And uh, I had told my coach, I'm like, she's kind of like my evil twin because that is uh, a lot of, or maybe I'm the evil one. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Um, I have a very similar style, right? But I think the difference is I'm really not afraid to throw hands. It's just that I've fought strikers. So I've been like, okay, well, what's the smart game plan here? I'm going to take them down. And I'm going to get on top of them. So we both have a similar style. So it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to do it better. And uh, I know she's um, she's coming off a loss to, um, I think, Shannon Clark. So she's Correct, got yeah. two losses. And the only girls she's lost to are monsters. So I just know I got to be a monster. Yeah, she has definitely lost to some machines. Those are the, yeah, like you just said, Shannon Clark, big. So, I mean, that's uh, some props to her. But, yeah, no, honestly, I think you guys are going to make a great, interesting fight. I mean, BFL mm -hmm. made the matchmakers nailed this one as far as I'm concerned. Oh, I think yeah. It's gonna be well, great. Jackie asked for this fight, like, last year. Like, I know she went down to flyweight, but then after I beat Maria, she wanted to fight me for the belt. And I'm like, all right, well, if you want this, you know, like, I'm right. Like, I've met her before. She's really lovely. And I think that... Yeah, I think we both take this very, very seriously. And I think that we're both going to just going to bring everything we have to this. It's an exciting fight. You do not want to miss it. What are we, two and a half weeks time now? Three weeks tomorrow. Woo, 
baby. Not that I'm counting. Not, yeah. I'm not counting. <laughs> days, days aren't numbered. I'm not super excited or anything, you know? Mm -hmm. um, now, with that being said, you said you had some styles that you kind of, you know, like in your uh, a dirty, you know, dirtier wrestler. You like that kind of stuff. You like getting, you know, the wall stuff. Who were some of your favorite fighters growing up that kind of maybe gave you the style that you liked? Oh, hey, uh, sorry, my camera cut off. Do I need to? Uh... No problem. You're still good. I can hear you. Oh, you can see. Okay, perfect. Uh, sorry, can you just repeat that? I just, the uh, the internet cut out for a second. One more time. Oh, yeah, no problem. I was just saying, who are some of your favorite fighters that you were, you know, watching growing up? Uh, so I started when I was 19. I didn't grow up with it too, too much. But I remember, you know, when I started, women were in the UFC. You know, it wasn't really a viable career path. And right. then, you know, Ronda came out there and changed the game. And she was just and continues to be such an inspiration for me because she was the first one to show us that we can do it, that we can get in there and make our name for ourselves on the big stage. Um, so she was definitely one of my favorites. And then people I admire right now. Um, I really like Max Holloway. I've always been a huge fan of his, uh, Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, I actually really like Colby Covington. I like his style. I think it's uh, a little similar to my, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. You're a Colby fan. Let's go. <laughs> There's more than one of me out there. I know. I know. I'm watching it. I'm like, ah, damn, he's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Beyond, beyond cringy. Like just beyond cringy. He but does it honestly, so well though. You know, he, he just, knows, he just goes man. for it. <laughs> so apparently, and this is funny because you bring that up, but Gilbert Burns literally has been calling out Kobe for a while now. And Kobe literally said, to Gilbert Burns the last time I guess they were together and Gilbert said it during his, his last post fight pre and he was like yeah you know what he talks a lot of shit but behind the scenes he's like the nicest dude and all he wants to do is take care of his family and he's like all he wants to do is fight and he was like hey man if you ever want to fight let's do it like he's just like it's completely an act right oh yeah oh 100% I think yeah they said he was going to get cut from the UFC and then all of a sudden he started buying I think Joe Rogan said it too. He's like, he used to actually have really nice suits. And then he just started buying cheap suits because he thought it looked funnier and, you know, just started being like really being the heel. So, uh, yeah, it's entertaining to watch for sure. But then he can also back it up because he's got great style. And his wrestling is unfucking believable. Oh, like yeah. That fight with Jorge Masvidal, like he didn't <sighs> you can see how frustrated he was. And, you know, that's what I, I like to do, too. I like to break people. I like to put them in a position except I want to get the finish. And then you got, you know, Jorge sitting out here, you know, fighting him afterwards at a nightclub, but no big <laughs> deal. No, no big deal. I'm not going to get into that, but yeah, Covington, I could see your guys' styles actually are pretty, pretty strongly simpler to be honest with you. Mm, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So now that being said, obviously we're gearing up for the fight. Every fighter's got that walkout song. Do we have one for BFL 76? Yeah, I think I'm going to go with uh, Fight Music by D12 again. So that was, it's kind of cool. You know, like I've, you know, I won my first fight to it, won my second fight. And I think people are starting to kind of recognize that as my my song now. And uh, I can't remember who tweeted, someone had tweeted that that was my walkout song. And one of the members from D12 actually like reshared it and was like, nice, that's awesome. Good luck. I think it was like Conniver or one of those oh, guys. Wow. So I was like, yeah. And I, I but that'll be the that'll be <laughs> the one down the road. But uh, yeah, I just I like it. It's kind of a rough song, and it just yeah, I listen I listen to that, and it kind of gets me in the mood. And it's like, all right, we're here. We got intention to do harm. Off oh, fight music when you played it when it went like so we can't really hear much when we have the headphones on in the in the commentary area. But as soon as that song kicks in, you're like, 
yep all right bad intentions here we go like it's one of my yeah. fire up songs like i'm about to go to the gym i got fight music on that playlist oh yeah so, like i'm playing i'm playing that in traffic i'm at the red light people are looking at me i'm just smacking the steering wheel yeah i'm getting in the zone i'm ready <laughs> i love it i love it okay so we won't take up too much more of your time because i know you got some kickboxing stuff to do tonight so my last question for you i like to end things fun with these interviews your go-to meal after your weight cut and fight night i know people just crave that food you know you're doing the the weight loss and you're like oh all i want is something what is your thing man a beer I love oh, yes. it. just like right as soon as I get out of that cage, like someone hand me a beer. That's what I want. That's when I know the work is done. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess for foods, you know, I really like fried chicken, like nice. Korean fried chicken. I just kind of discovered that this year. And oh, my God, the Koreans have it on lockdown. Like it everything, is everything they good. do is good. Oh, yeah, man. So that would. That's going to be a little fried chicken, a little beer. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So if somebody has presented you a beer, as soon as you walk out of that cage with your win over Jack, you're chugging that thing, right? Oh, 100%. Down to last drop. <laughs> BFL fans, for those that are in attendance, make sure you have that beer ready for this lady. Uh, Alana, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're a blast outside the ring, inside the ring. I, I just... We've been talking about making this interview happen for quite some time now, and uh, we're so glad that you could come and join us. Where can folks find you, girl? Uh, they can find me. My Instagram is the Alanimal, T-H-E-A-L-A-N-A-M-A-L. Uh, that's really the only social media I use. Like, I still have Facebook, but it's mostly to talk to my grandma. She's still all about, <laughs> you know, she's kind of like 10 years behind. That's still her thing. But uh, yeah, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty active on Instagram. Um, yeah, feel free to, feel free to shoot me a message, you know, uh, and I always want to do a shout out too. If there's any women in the Vancouver area who want to get into MMA, uh, I coach at a gym called animal boxing and MMA in Maple Ridge. And you don't have to be, you know, like a teenager or even in your young twenties, if you want to get into it, I want moms, I want people in their forties. I want women of all ages who want to try martial arts. I want to, I want to get you there, man. I think that that's one of the cool things about it is you can start at any age. It's never too late. Um, yeah. Looking forward to seeing more, more badass ladies get into the sport. That's a perfect segue to say, I hope you've had an awesome international women's day. Uh, is there any special woman in your life you want to give a quick shout out to? Oh, you cut out during uh special woman in life. Um, yeah. Yeah. Obviously my mom, my grandma, the people in my family. Um, I was really lucky a couple weeks ago um liz uh bader came out and worked with me and many people don't know her name but she was one of the first women to fight locally in vancouver like mma like 10 years ago and she was just telling me some stories about it right like when she started she's had like 10 pro fights you know she fought at 135 because that was the only weight class available right, right? and she had to match make her own fights and she had to travel for it and just hearing how difficult it was. And then she got to train with me and she's like, you know what I would have given to like be able to do this and have training with women. So I'm, yeah, I feel very privileged. I feel really lucky that I'm, I'm in an era right now where women fighting is really, is really only on the up and coming and I want to give back, you know? So yeah, if there's anyone who wants to be out there and wants to try it, you know, give me a shout. Awesome girl. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Anytime that you want to come on here, you just let me know. We'll make it happen. 
Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks, man. All hey, right. No I will uh, see you next time. Take care. We'll check, we'll check you soon. That was Alana Cook, the Alanimal. Make sure to go follow her on Instagram. As she described, you can follow her at the Alanimal, man. She is one of the biggest personalities, one of the coolest people out there basically ever. She's one of the coolest people. Uh, and again, you got to hear some of her story and the impact that some of the women and, you know, Palestinians that they brought in and, and the aspect that it had on her. So very cool interview. I really, again, if you guys missed any of that, we're going to have this always uh, on our Facebook page. You can find that at the Boomtown Pod. Um, segment two, let's get into it. It's uh, a little bit of a recap for you. It's going to be real quick. It's going to be real fast. UFC 285. I'm by myself this week. No cold to give us some analyzing. So with that being said, we're going to break down UFC 285 a little bit and then we'll talk about Paul and Fury. Of course, this is sponsored by Rest When Dead Clothing. Go down to restwhendead.ca. Uh, they've got a list of amazing products that you can order from. Aaron and the crew have been working super, super hard. Like I said, if you go on their socials and follow Rest When Dead Clothing, I'm telling you right now, they're doing crazy big things as well. Uh, he just wrapped his vehicle. This guy is dedicated to the fitness game, believe me. Uh, I was working out at his gym, Hustle Culture Fitness in Moose Jaw. I absolutely love it there. If you are in the Moose Jaw area, I highly suggest going there and checking out the clothing as well if you're in regina make the drive go check it out okay so ufc 285 let's get into it we had a really cool card it was really different um starting off the night of course we had bo nickel uh taking on jamie pickett not usually does a guy who's three and zero step into the uh, cage as kind of you know the, the name to kick off the card usually but, hey, he did a bow nickel getting the win via submission in round one, and damn, he looks good. I don't think he actually absorbed a shot of Jamie Pickett's, which would be back-to-back -back fights that I have seen Bo nickel in who has not taken a single lick of punishment, which is absolutely amazing. So shout-out Bo nickel. There are big things coming in that middleweight division with this kid. He's no slouch. His ground game is insane. That submission was insane. Bo Nickel, ladies and gentlemen, is the real deal. He's here to stay for quite some time. Getting into the second fight of the night, we had Gamrot taking on Jalen Turner. Now, Jalen Turner looked really, really good in my eyes early in this fight. And then Gamrot just being who he is, dug him, beat him. Just kind of, you know, outworked him. I didn't know if I really agreed with the decision the way that they had it. Uh, one of the judges, I do believe, had it like four. I think it was like 47 something. It was just astronomically weird because I thought Jalen Turner did everything possible to take down or stuff takedowns and stuff like that. So weird kind of a fight. But again, Gamrod continues his climb in the lightweight division. Uh, sky's the limit for him. He's He's got the full repertoire and a full arsenal of unbelievable moves at lightweight. So I think he's going to be just fine. There's going to be great matchups for him in that aspect. Personally speaking, I thought this next fight was the fight of the night for me, and they got awarded for exactly that. Even though Jeff Neal did miss weight, he still got paid out his bonus, which was really cool to see Dana White actually giving him a ton of props during the post-fight conference, uh, taking up Shav, uh, Shavkat Rakhmonov. And Rakhmonov is, oh my God, he's insane. There, Jeff Neal hit him with some of the best combinations that he possibly could have hit him with. And Rakhmonov was just like, see ya. See a pipsqueak. Like, nothing seemed to really phase him. He got tagged a couple times with some nasty, uh, uh, nasty punches from Jeff Neal. And Jeff Neal's footwork was quite elusive in this fight. And then, uh, you know, Rachmanov got him on the cage and he kind of 
ream the side of his head and standing guillotine almost and uh, standing necktie almost and, and just submitted him in in round three. It was absolutely an incredible performance from both men. They both deserved that fifty thousand dollar purse that they both got. Uh, it's tough for Jeff Neal because he's on you know came off a very impressive win against Vicente Luque. I was looking forward to seeing if he could be the showstopper that would you know pretty much end. The whole run of Rachmanov and the hype behind him. But yeah, man, everything kind of seems like, you know, maybe one day we're going to get the whole Rachmanov and, and Kamzat thing. So they've been calling each other out. They want to see that matchup. I know a lot of UFC fans are begging for it. So I guess time will tell if we do get that. Now, going into the co-main event of the evening, that was a women's flyweight championship fight. Valentina Shevchenko, for all intents and purposes, besides Amanda Nunes, Pound for pound, the best fighter in the world. And it comes to the females division. She has had a fight streak, a winning streak in that division going all the way back to 2018. That's how dominant this woman has been at flyweight. Now, of course, sometimes the underdog has its state, but Alexa Grasso is not an underdog, ladies and gentlemen. She came out and got the submission victory in round four. It was actually quite impressive. If you see some of the photos for how tight that choke was, there's a really good photo where you can actually see the entire face of Valentina is red then completely white from where the arm bar or the submission attempt was on that guillotine. So congratulations going out to Alexa Grasso. That was a hell of a performance. Even going into that fight, I was a little worried about Chivchenko because in the last fight, she's been this superhuman for so long that we haven't really seen Valentina been challenged to the likes for since Amanda Nunes. I mean, let's face it. It's been, she's dog walked everybody. It's been crazy. The domination that she's had in this division. So Alexa Grasso uh, getting the title win. Now, what does that mean for the division? Well, it sounds like from what I've heard, Alexa Grasso is going to give Valentina that rematch. Do I think Valentina wins this rematch? Likely. We've seen it, you know, Juliana Pena and Amanda Nunes. Juliana gave her that rematch. What happened? Amanda Nunes absolutely dominated her. That could be the situation that we see with Valentina. I think Valentina takes the time to learn from this fight. I think she's going to humble herself. She's going to work hard again. Uh, it's not taking away that she hasn't worked hard. You could just tell that she didn't have that, like, mentality anymore against Alexa Grasso. So I hope that it bounces her back just like Nunez where they bounce back. And you know, that makes a great fighter. That makes you a solidified number one type of fighter. And I know Valentina Shevchenko will be back better than ever. And we're going to get that rematch. Now, when who the hell knows that gets into our main event, of course, at UFC 285, Cyril Gaon taking on the returning John Jones, three years away from the octagon. John Jones moving up from light heavyweight to heavyweight. And honest to God, as much as we want to hate this man for all the banana tomfoolery outside of the ring, if you will, he's such a fucking monster. And he proved it once again, taking on Cyril Gaon, who I actually had winning this fight. I thought he was going to do it. I thought if anybody in this division was going to give him some fits, it would be Cyril Gaon. Nope. That was dusted in about, you know, a minute and a half into the fight. I was like, Oh, we're in trouble now. John Jones is just so good. We got to the two minute mark. He puts that tight choke on him and literally just suffocating his head it was insane and it was over so that now means Cyril Gaon has fought the likes of Francis Naganu and John Jones 
And the second he's been taken down, he's been pretty average. I don't know, man. Maybe he just didn't prepare for John Jones the way he should have. John Jones has never lost. The only loss he had was one no contest. And I do believe that's years ago against Matt Mitrion. So, I mean, that's a long, long time ago. And that's when he was throwing those dirty 12 and 6 elbows. And his face was just like, just disgusting. It was it looked like burger meat by the time it was done. Some nasty shit from John Jones. But John Jones, again, we talked about it, Cole and I. Last or the last couple of weeks ago, or a couple of weeks ago, we literally said the only person who can beat John Jones is John Jones. He's that guy. Now we've got an interesting development because, as it sounds, uh, UFC International Fight Week does take place July eighth, and it sounds like all intents and purposes, Steve Miocic versus John Jones will be the headlining fight during that week. Now uh, the rumors have been flying. It sounds like Stipe's camp has agreed to the fight. John Jones's camp has agreed to the fight. Uh, at the end of the fight, we heard John Jones call out Stipe. Listen, this is goat versus goat. There's no other way to put it. There, there is no other way to Stipe defended that title five freaking times in the UFC heavyweight division. He has faced the likes of Francis Naganu. He has faced the likes of Daniel Cormier twice. So, I mean, it's just the list of things that, you know, make him who he is as the goat of the heavyweight division is for real. People can fight me about that all day. This like Francis Naganu. Nope, that ain't a thing. And it sounds like Francis Naganu is probably never coming back to the UFC by the judgment and the reaction that Dana White had at the uh, press conference, which was um, basically essentially saying that Francis is never coming back. So it'll be very interesting to see where Francis goes. Because then you had Francis literally go to Twitter and be like, yeah, great performance, John Jones, and then from the heavyweight king, which is just like it's a head scratcher. It's a, it's an interesting development for sure. But John Jones making Cyril gone look like child's play in this fight. Two minutes four seconds into the first round submission victory. John Jones, Steve Miocic, July eighth sounds like it is going to be the fight that is happening in international fight week which is going to be insane like i said goat versus goat that's just basically how it works and they've listen i feel like nowadays we're very open on using the goat status this ain't it this is the time that we can use it and it's okay all those people who think habib is a goat stop it the people if gsp was still around today without a doubt he's in that conversation right like he's he's in that conversation because he defended his title a bajillion times People that call Conor McGregor the goat, stop, stop it. That's just a loose term that we're giving these people. He's not a goat. He's he's a he's a seat seller. He's a great guy. Jorge, you could say Jorge Masvidal's a goat. Then he's a seat seller. You know that's just what these guys are. They pack asses, and that's they're they're, they're ticket guys. They're money guys. There's no shame in that. You got to have a money guy, right? Chandler versus uh, you know we got Michael Chandler taking on uh, of course Conor McGregor in the Ultimate Fighter and I've already seen some of the photos and stuff and apparently it's going to be an explosive season. Very cool stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Neither of them are goats. John Jones, Steve Ar. So can't wait for that fight. Going to be a ton of fun. Now also obviously since we haven't been around, uh, we've just both been busy. Cole and I have crazy lives right now. So with that being said, we got to, you know, we watched the fight. We didn't get to recap it. But of course, the world was talking about it. One of the most bought pay-per-view boxing events in the past four years. So let that sink in. Uh, we had Tommy Fury taking on Jake Paul. Interesting fight. A very interesting fight indeed. Uh, listen, Tommy Fury's 23 years old. He's still learning. He's still a great boxer. He's now 9-0 with a victory over uh, Jake Paul. 
And I hate to be the guy to admit it. I liked what I saw out of Jake Paul. His footwork was impressive. Uh, he's got a lot to learn. I mean, when you lose a fight 76 to 73, it's almost like a unanimous decision, 50 to 47, right? Like, in a, if we're going by, if we're going MMA terms, boxing terms, I mean, the, it was very dominant and it, it was very noticeable that Jake had never fought that caliber. And that has been the cry the whole time is that we wanted to see Jake Paul, the world wanted to see Jake Paul have a caliber fighter and a boxer who was legitimate. And this was a legitimate boxing fight. He got outworked. I mean, you look at the combinations that uh, Fury was able to pull off during that fight. It was very impressive. And for all those people who are like, oh, they were going to fix the fight. And there was a script that got leaked after. You're dumb as shit. Don't. Come on. These are people's livelihoods, right? Like, I mean, Tommy Fury literally just had a baby with Molly. And he had to sacrifice being away from his one-month-old child to go down and have this fight. There was no jokes, no ands if about it. And, you know, I don't think Jake took this fight as seriously as Tommy did because you could see the emotion pour out of Tommy when he won that fight and it was announced that he was the winner by decision. I mean, he went to the top turnbuckle and let out a scream, man. Like, like everybody had been writing him off, but that's how social media works. The Pauls have built this empire, right? They've done so well for us to hate them, but we watch, right? And they've, they're the, the kings of shitty marketing. Like they got, you know, Logan right now is out in, in WWE is about to take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Like whatever we say, it doesn't matter. They've advertised themselves and sold themselves to millions of people. We love to hate them, but we're watching. Right. So, I mean, you can tell Tommy took this a little bit more seriously than Jake did. Jake's footwork needs some work uh, now that he's fought an, a, a high-level boxer who's now 9-0 and professionally. Um, you, you know, I think for Tommy, too, he could throw away all those people telling him, well, he's never fought a fighter that has a winning record. Well, he's he's 8-0 going into that fight. Like, what do you guys really expect out of that guy, right? Like, yes, he's a professional boxer, but he's making his way up the ranks. And so this win solidifies that and helps him continue to grow and develop and show people like, listen, you can't put me in a, a, a ring with a YouTuber that just doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, I'm happy for Tommy Fury. I've been in Tommy Fury's corner the whole damn time. I think the Fury family is nothing to fuck with. They're some of the best in the game. Um, when you have, you know, your, your dad at the press conference getting fired up. I mean, it's just, it's just cool, man. They're just, they're just fun guys. They're hard to hate. The Furies are just the gypsies and they go out and do their thing and they got the finish. I mean, um, if you got to watch a fight, you'll understand what I'm saying by saying just Tommy is completely a million levels better than what Jake Paul is. And again, I'm not shutting on Jake Paul. He is going to do well. If he continues to make this something that he wants to do, Jake Paul can be a legitimate boxer. I saw some things from him that were good. His footwork at times was good. His head movement, a little sloppy, a little sloppy. His hands, never really up most of the time. So he's got to work on those. But again, his combos were good. He landed a couple times on Tommy. He hit that right eye and cut him. And I mean, obviously he got, he got the takedown. I'll call it a takedown, even though Tommy was up in like two seconds. It is a knockdown. So, uh, I mean, he does have some power there. And, and I'm not going to I'm not gonna deny that. So, with that being said, what's next for these guys? I mean, Tommy's obviously going to continue on. Jake's going to call out somebody. I, I hope for Jake's circumstances. Um, there's this ongoing feud between KSI and, and Jake Paul fighting at 170 pounds. I hope it happens. I'm sure people will pay to watch it. I'm probably going to stream it. <laughs> I'm 
not going to lie to you. I don't know if I'm going to pay for that one. But uh, for Tommy Fury, continue focusing on your career, man. Uh, like I said, he just had his baby with his beautiful wife. And uh, only a month old. So I think he's probably going to take some time off after all the emotional stuff that's gone with this. You know, you got to think about this. This fight was supposed to happen three times. So I can only imagine the emotional stuff that went into this and how mentally tall or like, you know, mentally tired this man has to be. So with that being said, sky's the limit for Tommy Fury. I'm really, really excited to see how this kid's career develops. Uh, only 23 years old. Jake Paul, 26 Sky's the limit for these kids. They're kids. They're they're still developing, right? Like they're still going to become great people and great fighters. And again, sky's the limit for all of them. Now that's going to wrap things up for me today. Uh, of course, uh, thank you so much to Alana Cook. Go follow her on her socials, The Lanimal Man. She is one of the best people in this business. You can find us at the Boomtown Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, also on bootcollarmg.com, streaming, Spotify, Anchor. Apple Podcasts, anywhere that you can get a podcast, we are on there. We uh, appreciate your guys' support so much. Again, thank you to all of our sponsors that we listed at the top of the show. Couldn't do it without them. FKN Ale, check out Boom Logger. Available at the Ice House in White City. If all my Saskatchewan folks are kicking around, you can go get their products there. They have the Booms. And they have the regular a ults. So go get those. Shout out to Kirk and the group. Uh, RKP Roofing, make sure to give them a call today. Randall and the crew are just crushing it, man. They've got some sweet swag that you can get to partnering up with 306. Uh, looking like some elite level swag you can get from them. I think we have some stuff coming in that I might be able to do some giveaways with you. So very excited about that. Of course, Blue Collar Media Group, Sandman Boxing System, and Rest When Dead Apparel, restwhendead.ca. Go support local and if you're a gym buff like me and you that's where i'm going after this you want the best in gym clothing rest when dead apparel go get it restwhendead.ca that's it for me you guys have a fantastic week we will be back in two weeks time because march is crazy and cole and i have a lot of fights to cover you guys have a great night